welcome back to Cosmos with Cosmos. Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm Liz. And I'm Mike. And every time I introduce the show, Mike to my left starts laughing and kind of giggling to himself, and it throws me off every time. But I'm excited. <laughs> because today's episode is a big one. Oh, it? Yeah, it's about big things. Big, big yeah. things. Some yeah. of them go boom. Some of them go boom. Some of them don't go boom. Some of them go quietly into that good night. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some become probably rather really dark. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about stars today, guys. We are talking about stars. What are they? What's going on inside? And the types of the them. types of them. Yeah, Who there's many different kinds. Different kinds of stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Who would have thought such a thing? I always figured that they were just fireflies that got stuck up there in the big bluish black mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Or the um, uh, the oil lamps. Well, the oil lamps mm-hmm. hanging in the There's sky, different yeah. different types of fireflies, I'm sure. Different mm-hmm. types of oil lamps, so... Yeah. Right, yeah. Pinpricks. So, pinpricks and the cosmic dome. Yeah, so we will talk about that this episode. Uh, but before we do that, we got to figure out what we're drinking today. Yeah. So, uh, Liz, what do you got? I am drinking a type of BC... <laughs> Which is for a banana shake with coconut rum. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, does that end in a big bang as well? Or how does that one end? It could end in a big bang. <laughs> we'll find out later. All right. Um, I am drinking the uh, a Cosmic Sunrise. Ooh. It is tequila that's been soaked in orange overnight. Uh, mango rum, regular rum, lime juice, lemon juice, and a couple pinches of sugar. Oh, wow. Also known as an Alabama slammer. Uh, it's a cosmic <laughs> sunrise. Cosmic sunrise. Well, no, it's not it's, it's not an Alabama slammer, but when you just start rattling off all those alcohols, it makes me think of... It's a Long Island star. Hey, there you go. <laughs> anyway. Um, and um, I have a type BC as well. Show but, your beautiful drink. But this Ooh. is, I'm calling this a Proto Star. And it has uh, orange juice, but it has coconut, mango rum, and blue cacao. Cacao! It's blended so nicely, like, that, I mean, it it just looks really pretty. It's like a spectrum. It is. And uh, cranberry cranberry juice on top. But the cranberry juice was really sitting on top. I had to to force it down a little bit. (laughs) Anywho, uh, we do have a couple of rules Mm -hmm. for the show. Um, let me remember them really quick. If we have a puppy bark, we don't have any Amazon coming today, so that's no. nice. Nope. But if you hear a puppy bark in the background, that yeah. is a drink. Um, if any of us make a Star Wars reference, also a drink. A Lord of the Rings reference is also a drink. And on today's episode, we have an additional rule. Um, it's for him. <laughs> it is for me and me alone, since I have my little basketball game going on below. Anytime I see the Phoenix Suns make a three, I'm going to take me a drink. Be a very small drink, though. So we lots of threes. Well, you'll just have to let us. Um, well, you're going to let us. I'll let you know. Yeah, um, for for, for these two, a rule is if I like verbally say something about basketball, they have to drink. Yeah. Like, I'll just be excited. Go, hey! Something like that. Oh, God. Hey, oh, That's ho, all the time. Uh, That's what's going to happen all the time. I'm going to go like Nick Cage on everyone. Oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, um, if you'd like to follow us on the Twitter at Drinking Cosmos, Instagram, Cosmos with Cosmos. Uh, follow us on the iTunes, oh, the Spotify, the things. The things. Great if you like. It's always fun seeing what people think about the show. And yeah. 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 All right. So with that, stars. 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 So 
we don't really have an outline, so we're just gonna kind of wing this here. So, big outline, like, oh, no, no, he told me that's not an outline. This is reference oh. though. So let's kind of start. It's not visible let, to everybody. Let's start then what we see with our own eyes looking up at the sky. Okay, we uh, see pinpoints of light. Pinpoints of light. Uh, but what kind of lights are they? Are they like chisel <laughs> You gave it to me. Um, so we look up there and we see different colors, different sizes. Mm-hmm. Not so much different shapes. They're all kind of pinpointy. Uh, <laughs> well, when we look up at the night yeah, sky, the different triangles. sizes, you're talking about brightness. Yeah. Right? Okay. yeah. 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 So let's go with, you know, for example, why are they different colors? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Well, we have different types of stars that are then different colors. Why do they have different types of stars? And then why are they different colors? Well, let's think about how stars form in giant clouds of gas and dust, which you can find more about on our uh, Little Fluffy Clouds in Space episode that we did last time. That's up now on all your whatever platforms that you want to listen to it on or watch it on. Uh, Well, just watch it on YouTube. But anyway. Uh, And so depending on the amount of material that starts to accumulate, and that has accumulated before the star then reaches nuclear fusion and turns on, that determines how big your star is going to be, right? And the type of star, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it's all about size, right? So, um, all about size. Well, much like you would find in playoff basketball, it's all about the size and how your Wait, interior you defense is. No, I'm not. Oh, you're good. Hi. You're good. Um, this is my mind. Yeah, well, you know, um, the colors come about because of the temperatures of the stars. And so... Um, is that similar to like when you light a flame or a torch and you can see different colors in the uh, light? No, oh. because um, because those those are you know burning different chemicals on those, and so um, with with a star, the the outer atmosphere is predominantly hydrogen, helium, and mm. so its um its color is all based on on the temperature, uh, and so. Really hot stars are going to be uh, blue in color, and the really cooler stars are going to be red mm-hmm. um, in color. And for regular stars, you can say that you know the blue stars are the bigger ones, actual actual size wise, mm-hmm. bigger ones. And uh, red stars, talking about for regular main sequence stars, are little tiny things, little small stars, little tiny things, little tiny things. Relatively speaking. Relatively speaking, yes. <laughs> So, yeah. And then you kind of said a, a phrase there, main sequence stars. Mm-hmm. What's that, Liz? <laughs> well, the main sequence stars are the stars that are on the main main sequence of their lifespan. So they're in the main, you know, part of their lives, which it occurs after they are born and ignite into nuclear fusion. That's basically the birth of a star. And then they go through their fuel supplies until they reach basically sort of a, a, a breaking point, if you will, depending on the size of the star. Of course, you know, larger the st- larger stars burn their fuel more faster, um, or faster. <laughs> 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 and so they have shorter lifespans and die very violent deaths. And then the smaller stars, they can, they can they're like your Prius. It goes through fuel mm-hmm. uh, a lot slower it lives longer and then has a nice uh, quiet death, relatively speaking. Oh. So when they start to die, then they move off the main sequence into uh, various stages, whether it's red giant to white dwarf or black hole or whatever. 
Can I modify that? Yeah, you can modify everything, basic <laughs> physics man. Uh, just talking out of my, my ass. <laughs> no, uh, they move off the main sequence when um, when they stop burning hydrogen. So when they go, oh, okay. Yeah, so when they when they start uh, burning hydrogen. Oh, no. Oh, God. Is that a drink, everybody? I don't know what that is. Because... It's a drink because basketball things have happened. Well. Somebody fell. There goes the series. Someone's faking an injury. No, it's a real one. He's the leader of the team. We're in trouble. Oh, he looks like he looks like he's just being well, way over dramatic. Well, they they've cut to a commercial, so he must he must be dying. Gosh, this is gonna be. Uh, oh, Jack says Jack says blue stars make up for the tininess of Smurfs. <laughs> yeah, Smurf true. compensation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know when when. When a star, so a, a star is born in a big cloud of gas, like we talked mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, um, and then when they start burning hydrogen and helium, they're on this main sequence of this HR diagram, Hertzsprung Russell diagram. Oh, vocab yeah. term. <laughs> or, or names of people. <laughs> um, and then when they start um, burning other stuff, they yeah. kind of come off of it because they evolve like really quickly and weird, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's start. Let's start going through these types of stars. So you have those hot ones, which are primarily uh, what's known as what type A and B stars. O and A. O and A. O yeah. and A. O yeah. And, a. and the very if you, so um, it, if if you Google HR diagram, um, you'll see this like S shaped curve, um, and at the top left will be these uh, beautiful blue and white stars. Um, and the blue ones are the hottest ones, and they are O-type stars, and... Oh. 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 <laughs> That's my contribution to today's episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, right behind it are the B stars, but um, O-stars are uh, the mo- most massive stars. Um, they have temperatures over 30,000. They have temperatures over 80,000 degrees on their surface. Woo! Yeah, so um, pretty, pretty toasty. For reference, the temperature of our star, star, star our, our star, the sun's surface is ten thousand degrees. Oh, so it's a little hotter. Then. A little okay. hotter. A little, a little hotter. hotter. It's getting hot in here. Yeah, We're and out there. so they're they're blue in color. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out uh, a lot of light. Um, they're very luminous. However, like Jedi. <laughs> oh damn it! Yeah. What are you thinking? <laughs> Luminous beings are we. Uh, however, most of that light you can't see. It is an ultraviolet light. Oh. And so um, most of the light from O stars are ultraviolet. And bad sunburn. <laughs> there were bad sunburn if you're there. Um, and uh, the percentage of O stars in the universe is 0.00003%. Wow. Very, that, that's still probably adds up to a couple million. billion, like overall. Mm, Forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, because it's 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 easier to form the smaller stars because they're using less material, whereas like the big stars, they need to have access to a lot of material to form from. Right. And and, and stars generally form together um, in the same planetary nebula, 
Uh, and so it's like, you know, they have to share that material. So, right. you know, it's, it, it's, there's only, only so much material that, uh, the path of least resistance is smaller stars. Exactly. <laughs> and, and we'll find that out here, um, uh-huh. in, a, in, in a minute. So, uh, but yeah, those stars are, are the, uh, are the hottest and the biggest stars. And then right behind them, um, are kind of bluish white stars, which are the B stars mm-hmm. where they get these ladders. Um, I do not know. And because the types, the types of the type of stars, the classic yeah. classification are um, are O, B, A, F, G, K, and M, and I it just makes no sense, <laughs> no sense to me whatsoever. Um, but you know, if you wanted to have a, new, uh, a mnemonic device, uh huh, uh huh, my mnemonic device yeah, what, for what, star types, what is, yeah. Okay, so it is only bad astronomers find galactic killer Martians. Boom, only bad there you astronomers go. find galactic killer yeah. Martians. It's easy, rolls off the tongue, folks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um so what what is the what is like the official mnemonic again for it or the most common? Oh be a fine girl and kiss, kiss me. me. Oh be a fine gal and kiss oh, me. Oh that's or, or guy. Or be a fine guy and kiss me. Either way, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. No, that's 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 too hashtag me too. Clearly, this was made a very long time ago. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So um, so O is O is the hottest. B is next. Um, and so as we go down, these are going to be um, cooler stars. Um, a stars are um, are white stars. F stars are actually white stars as well. Um, and then you finally have um, G stars. And uh, the most famous G star there is. We see it every day. Hopefully it Polaris. is. Polaris. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is Polaris? I'm not sure what Polaris is. But um, uh, the sun is actually a G star. I think it's G2. G2 star? Our sun? Our sun is yeah. G2, yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's a yellow star, but it puts out most of its light in the green wavelengths. Ooh. Yeah. So why don't we see green for the star? Our eyes are, our eyes are not set up for it. Damn, that'd be cool. See some green stars? Yeah, our side, uh, our eyes just aren't set up for it. Yeah, they all kind of combine together and it just becomes white. Yeah, pretty much, yep. Um, and then you have your K and M stars. K are kind of orangish stars. M's M's are going to be red stars. Uh, M type stars make up seventy six percent of all the stars wow. in the universe. I mean, that makes sense because they're easiest to make. Yeah, easiest to make. Yep. So that's that's the classification. But yeah. I mean, you do have um, so you have what you call proto stars, which is when they aren't really stars, but it's when they. The initial cloud of dust and oh, gas is kind of the collapsing. The baby stars, the fetal They're, stars, is collapsing. It's the, the fetal stars. Yeah, and then you have Titori stars. Embryonic stars. Embryonic stars, yes. Embryonical. Embryonical. Then you have Titori stars, which is um, going to be a star that has, that is collapsing down and gets most of its energy uh, from the uh, from gravitational energy. It hasn't started actually. Um, uh, fusing hydrogen and mm-hmm. helium, helium mm-hmm. yet. Um, it's actually about the same temperature as a regular star mm-hmm. uh, on its surface. However, it's uh, brighter because it's actually bigger because it hasn't oh. built up that pressure right. in the center yet. 
And then it ignites, you get a main sequence star. And then after that, you have things like, um, you know, Red Giants, Red Super Giants. Mm -hmm. Like Beetlejuice is a Red Super Giant. Beetlejuice. Uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. Uh, white Dwarves, Neutron Stars, Black Holes. Uh, but those were White Dwarves, Neutron Stars, and Black Holes are all you have, stars. Uh, you have uh, 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 Quasars, Quasi-Stellar, quasi it's not a star at all, but Quasi-Stellar no. Objects. Radio, radio Object. Yeah. Radio Source. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are the hearts of galaxies. Yeah. Very distant galaxies. Yeah. Did you talk about brown dwarfs? Oh, brown dwarfs are, um, they will never be a star. They are not big enough to be um, a star. They're kind of in that intermediate range between something like um, like Jupiter, mm -hmm. big gas giant kind of planet, and an actual small star. So what's the line then between a gas giant and a star? Well, obviously, the star has fusion. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. that's the line. Um, <laughs> but like brown dwarfs then are so close. They're so close. Um, okay. if, could you have a brown dwarf in order, or in a binary system with a star and able to pull material from it in order to then become a star? Um, that brown dwarf is not going to be, able, probably not oh, going to be able to pull off. gravity? Yeah, because you're talking about gravity. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if, if you have a brown dwarf going around a big star, and that big star has um, um, expanded and filled its Roche limit, mm -hmm. so it, it looks like a teardrop, mm -hmm. basically. Uh-huh. That little point... Um, there, there is a, there is, there it can start maybe pulling off some material. Okay. But, uh, it, it kind of depends on what that okay. big star is like. Okay. Um, and so, if enough, if enough gas falls onto that brown dwarf to ignite. And, right. Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, check in with our audience. I posed them a challenge, which was to make their own mnemonic. Uh, Jack has one from, uh, high school, uh, or his old one from school was, Oh brother, a fighting Gorn killed my lieutenant transporting your crystal sphere. Wow. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Katie came up with that Jack's going to steal now for his students, but Katie and Adam came up with, uh, older bats and fat ghosts killing monsters. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> older bats. And ghosts. fat ghosts. Fat ghosts. And fat ghosts. I want to know how old these bats are and how fat these ghosts are. And what kind of monsters are they able to kill? That's great. Our baby and father goes killing mothers. Our right. baby and what? father goes killing mothers. A lot of killing is happening. I mean, I started with, you know, uh, you know, mm. killer Martians, so. What is going on with that family? We like death and destruction. Hashtag Davison. <laughs> yeah cool. all right all right well um so those are you know different types of stars mm -hmm. um and they come in all different shapes and sizes and well not shapes they're all right no. <laughs> different shapes triangle stars <laughs> triangle stars uh, trapezoidal stars Ooh. hexagonal stars breaking up the i know i'm trying to think of like all the higher dimension what if there was a star that's actually shaped like how you draw a well, star? Well, like a dodecahedron star. Hey. Yeah. That'd be fun. But 
stars can be different shapes because a sphere is the least energetic state for an object. So if it, if an object has enough mass, gravity is just going to naturally just yeah, it's sphere it out. It's, it's going to force it to be round. It's going to round those edges. It's going to be for, it's going to force it to be round. So that's why planets are round. Mm-hmm. Um, Moons for the most part around. Um, yeah. And so, but stars definitely um, stars are definitely going to be round. All right, so um, all right, so we got we got O B A F G K M mm-hmm. stars and others as the types. Okay, and um, yeah, the, well, that's the classification. The classifications. Yeah, that's how we classify. Um, I want to say just the main sequence stars. Um, I, well, no, I'm sure that like I'm sure that they'll do. Um, once you get off the main sequence, I'm not really sure if they classify them that way or not. I would assume they're, they're just like main sequence. Here, look, I'll Google Beetlejuice real fast. All right, all right. And so uh, Beetlejuice is definitely not on the on the uh, main sequence. So um, stars that um, that you might see that are um, okay. Just go ahead. Beetlejuice is a spectral type M two LAB. So they do. um, So they do have, I guess, a certain spectral. Yeah, so they classify them the same way. All right, so um, stars that you um, that are um, B stars that you can see in the night sky would be uh, Regulus. Regulus is a B star. Oh, that's the heart of the lion. The royal star. Hearts. Uh, Algol A. So if you, um, Algol binary? Is it binary? Is the one Cygnus? No, Algol is a demon star. Oh, Algor, it's a demon star. Huh? Yeah, that's in, that's in Perseus. Perseus? Oh, it's Medusa's, mm-hmm. Medusa's eye. That's right. Yeah. Where well, yes. there are still people who um, see that as bad luck and will not look at it when it's bright. That makes sense. Really? Yeah, um, you know, because. The world does not believe in science anymore. The world has changed. I mean, if I could have space for hair and just freeze people in the stone with my eyes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> um, Kappa Andromeda. So, Kappa Andromeda. The, the third brightest star? What's Kappa? I don't know. Alpha, Kappa, beta, like that sounds Kappa, like a great Delta. No, it's down the list. But, um, Kappa, Kappa Andromeda? Yeah. Sounds like sorority. Sorority, yeah. I know, right? Um, for, for A stars... Altair. Ooh. Oh, Altair's in Cygnus. But no. God, I can't Deneb, remember. Altair is in Aquila. Aqu- Aquila. Aquila? Right? Aquila? Aquila? It's Aquila. Isn't yes, it? yes. Altair's in Aquila. Vega, Altair, and Deneb. Yeah, in the yeah, summer triangle. triangle. Yeah. Oh, God. We just need God, to in this show. All right. <laughs> we, so, need brief, brief, we need another Tipsy Stars episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> All right. So another A star would be Sirius, bright star in Night Sky. Boom. A. That's not the sun. The night sky. I'm out of it today. Yeah, night sky. The sun. The sun is not up in the in the night sky. Because the sun so makes it in, daytime. It's impossible for it to be any brightness in the night sky. Mm. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> uh, Vega is another A star. Um, um, Procyon. Procyon A. Procyon. Procyon. I've never heard it pronounced Procyon. Uh, Procyon. Uh, Procyon, Procyon, is Procyon in A. Bulldog. 
is uh, an F star. <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Procyon is in Canis Minor, a little dog. Yeah. What, one of the two stars. One of the two, yeah. And so binary stars. Yeah, so when uh, when you bring it up in the plantain, it says pale, right? Yeah. And so, but it's the brightest well, star. It's just the... It's, it's just, and it's just the two well, stars. That's because Canis Minor is a wiener dog. It is a wiener dog. <laughs> or a hot dog. Oh, hey. Um, and this is where, at least on my list, you start getting into, um, stars that have planets. I'm not saying that A and A, B and O stars don't have planets, but, um, um, some of these, uh, and they don't, they don't have great names, but Upsilon, Andromeda. Wait, wait, wait. Can you do it in your fancy star voice? No. Oh, no! No, I'm not. Yeah. So, for G stars, our sun! Hey! Hey! One of the closest. We made it. We made it, and of course, it has planets. Couple, couple, eight of two. them. <laughs> eight. Um, and Alpha Centauri A is a G star, so very similar to our sun. Oh, and they got so themselves nice. a planet as well. What about the, what about uh, B and C? Um, Alpha Centauri B is a K star. So next one down. And Proxima Centauri is an M star. That's the one that's actually closest to us. Okay. And it's the one with the planets. Okay. And so together they are galactic killer Martians. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like the galactic Voltron. They come together. Hey! Hey! Okay, so, um, yeah, so those are the classifications of stars. But but like I said earlier, they do come in, uh, you know, uh, different types. And it all depends mm-hmm. on kind of where they are mm-hmm. in their in their evolution. So main sequence, even in main sequence stars, you 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 have blue giants and blue supergiants, mm-hmm. and then you have little dwarf stars, um, which which to me is a little weird because you have you have red dwarf stars, you have orange dwarf stars, yeah. you have yellow dwarf stars. Ooh. Well, that's most of the fucking stars. Um, just call them, you know, like red stars. And, <laughs> and, and I get the red ones. I get the red ones. And maybe the orange ones, because you do want to kind of have a distinction between the red and orange supergiants um, oh, that are okay. off of the main off sequence. Of the main but you don't have yellow supergiants that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess it's just because you already have these called dwarves, so you might as well just, because it's it's in that same bracket, you know, just add the dwarf. Because if it was just called yellow, then it could be then conceived yeah. as being some a separate kind of thing. I get it. No, that works. Okay. Yeah. I'm just defending astronomers. <laughs> and so, um, uh, but then blue giants, and then of course the blue supergiants, mm-hmm. which are, uh, and they don't live long. Like you, like you were saying, they're like the they're like the Hummers. Yeah, the, you're talking the, like 2003 Hummers that came back of stars. Few million oh, years. The H twos. The H twos, or maybe like a Ford F three fifty. Like it's six fifty. I don't know. Yeah, just use. Yeah, I don't know cars. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, they live, what, a few million years yeah, in the past, yeah. and that's it? They that's the, the James Dean of stars. Oh, burn bright and hot. Yeah. Die fast and young. <laughs> you know, we said that stars come uh, in different sizes, yes. since that's what we're talking about, basically, right yes. now. Um, you know what the smallest star is? What is it? Um, it goes by the name of E-B-L-M-J. No, I'm not going to do it. I'll do the larger one. I'm not going to do it. E B L M J zero five 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 dash five seven A B. 
Well, yeah. So how small are we talking here? How, how small can you theoretically, how small is this star and how small can you theoretically get a star? Um, this is pretty much at the fucking limit. Um, okay. This star, we're not even talking about when, when, when I give you its radius and its mass, we're not even talking in comparison to the sun. We're talking in comparison to Jupiter. Wow. Oh. So this is only 85 times larger than Jupiter. And for 80 times large mass wise. Yeah, you need to be 80 times more massive than Jupiter to become a star. Yes, this star is 85.2 times the mass of Jupiter. In order to become a star, it's right around 80. Yeah, so it's like it just barely made that cut off. Um, This is the smallest um, star that we're aware of, and its radius. Is actually smaller than Jupiter's radius. That's so it's cool. Actually, a little bit smaller than Saturn's radius. That's so Wait, insanely cool. How? Because Just, it's got more mass, and so it's able to pull that gas um, tighter, tighter, oh, and so make it smaller. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What constellation is it in? Uh, oh, Pictor. Oh, it's, yeah, in the, it's in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, so okay. six hundred, um, um, six hundred and thirty light years away. Okay. Well, and and this type of star. Oh, because of the size of it, and then it's not going to be that bright. You definitely uh, need a telescope to see it. Probably, I'm guessing probably a good well, telescope, yeah, like a Hubble telescope, maybe. Oh well, you, actually, no, no. I'm sorry. You need binoculars. You need. Binoculars oh, you can use too. binoculars. Yeah. Um, okay. I thought I was, for some reason I thought I was in a larger one. Um, seven by fifty hmm. power binoculars. So. Oh okay. Yeah. No. But it's going to be real faint. Yeah, it's really tricky, too, when you're looking at a dark sky with binoculars to find an to exact find star. Because there's tri- billions and billions of them. So you think, is, is that it? Is that it? I remember two-ish years ago when we had the, the comet. It was supposed to be a comet of the, you know, the century roll and it can't be done. But I still got to go try to find it. It took me literally two hours trying to find this comet that should have been this big, long tail behind oh it. Gosh. And I know the sky relatively well, so I thought it would be easy. Two hours to find wow. that thing. Wow. Uh, speaking of comments, in the hangover, we got to talk about our our find in Oregon. Oh, wow. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. All right, so that is the smallest star. The largest star, um, mass-wise, I'm uh-huh. talking. Um, and I just, I love his name, Bat99-98. Oh. Yeah. That's like, Bat. yeah. It's the most massive... Um, Star that we're aware of. It is Batman. Hmm? It I was, was going to yeah, make a reference. You got it. You got it. Okay. 165,000 light years away in the large Magellanic Cloud, okay. which interestingly enough, uh, if you look at the, the list of the biggest stars, like pretty much all the top 10 are in the large large Magellanic Cloud in the Tarantula Nebula. So that, that nebula is kicking out. Some wow. Big-ass well, it is yeah. the largest. It, from what we learned from the Fluffy Little Clouds episode, it's the largest nebula. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how large it is, but it's, it's the largest it's nebula. Large. So it, it makes me think if uh, oh, we'll finish this star and then we'll go off my thought. So, okay. Yeah, because we haven't even gotten to the mass of this. The mass of the is two hundred and twenty-six times the mass of the sun. So that smallest star, just eighty-five times the mass of Jupiter. Jupiter. All the way up to 226 times the mass of the sun, which is really pushing the limit of, of a star. How big a star can be? Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay, I, I was... No, continue, you're good. 
Um, and its radius is uh, almost 40 times the radius of, of our sun. 40 times the radius. So really, really quite big. So I would say Mercury's inside of it. I was going to think, yeah, Mercury's got to be inside but of it. But Venus head. isn't. But Mercury is. Um, it's lumi wow. luminosity. Mm -hmm. So really and truly kind of how bright it is. Five million times brighter than the sun. But, woo, woo. but if you just use your eyes to see it, it's only 141,000 times brighter than the sun because most of its light's in ultraviolet. Oh, light you can't even fucking see, but cats can see it, right? I was going to ask see? what animal can see in the UV. Can't cats? Bees? Can bees see in the UV? Bees feel right. I don't know about cats. Yeah, because bees, bees, the flowers, we saw this on that David Attenborough thing, yeah, right? They have yeah, ultraviolet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and its temperature is 81,000 degrees on the surface. Oh my God. It's on the surface. It only gets even hotter as you go down. I mean, can how what happens if a star gets too big? It, the radiation pressure from uh, from the core just rips it apart. It's, it's not like a supernova. It's uh -huh. just that it can't. Does it even like because start? It's producing it's producing so much light, uh, so much energy, that that energy overpowers the gravitational pull and just blows it apart. Yep. We've done this whole time, Liz, without even saying the word hydrostatic equilibrium. Hi sorry, hydrostatic elasticity. No, yeah, hydrostatic right equilibrium. Yeah. yeah. What you got, man? <laughs> well, because we're not talking about, we weren't talking about that. I know, but it's, 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 such, it's such a fun thing to it say. It is hydrostatic. It really is. And so, um, if you're not familiar with it, there's this beautiful, delicate balance inside of a star. Push and pull. Yeah, exactly. And um, if you're in the center of a star, let's just say that you can handle all the heat and all that. Yeah, sure, stuff. I can handle it. Pressure. And pressures and stuff. You are being pushed on by two forces, mm -hmm. and that's it. Both of them acting radially. Um, and so wanting to either push you out of the star or pull you towards the center of the star. Mm -hmm. So gravity, gravity is wanting to pull you in. The relentless pull towards the center of the star. But in the core, you're producing all this energy which creates this outward energy, this radiation energy which pushes you outward. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, is that gravity is relentless. It's gonna win in the end, <laughs> in, in one fashion or another. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it does, but that radiation force and it's the same thing. That's the force um, that, um, like, people want to use, like, solar sails to go flying through the universe. Oh, it's yeah, the, yeah. The... It's the radiation force yeah. and solar wind um, from stars. Uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. Um, well, I, I have the largest star. Largest star. Speaking of large stars, so that's the largest one we know of uh, near the galaxy, of course, because it's tough to see individual stars outside of the galaxy. Yeah. However, uh, remember a couple years ago, the Hubble took a good long look at Andronima and brought back that super high definition picture. Oh, And then yes. you could actually see individual oh, stars yeah. in that galaxy. So I'm curious, like, I know, I'm sure there's not a way to know, although there might be because people are smarter than I am. Like, if there are any stars on that scale of mass that we saw in Andromeda. Cause we, I don't think you can measure based off that picture. I think you need and more. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking contextual data and observation to be able to determine the mass and size of a star, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you need, well, you need its luminosity. Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell a lot. 
Yeah, we yeah, got some some stale candles. I'm sure we got that. There. I mean, yeah. you can you can look at a star. Plain like um, uh, there's these uh, OB stars, Wolf Rayet stars. Um, <laughs> I thought you said obese stars at yeah. first. I, I was thinking OB associations, but um, which is like a star cluster kind of thing. But there's these Wolf Rayet stars um, that have really they've depleted the hydrogen out in their mm-hmm. outer atmosphere and so they are um, heavy elements in the outer atmosphere of these stars mm-hmm. and so you can look at those and you can kind of tell I mean from its light you can deduce its temperature mm-hmm. temperature is related to mass can we see those in the Andromeda galaxy like how many stars in like say Andromeda can we are we able to actually deduce that from deduce I mean, information a question, or learn about or see what the star types are that's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know. If, I mean, can you like? Do we need direct observation, see, or can you use you, that? You picture? can see, like, like I mean, clearly Hubble can see that the individual stars. But can you like pinpoint that star to do a spectroscopic spectroscopic study of it? Yeah, um, I wonder if there's a, a telescope that could be bigger than a Hubble Space Telescope that we could launch further out from. Uh, like a million miles out or so, that could possibly... It's the James Webb Space Telescope! (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna launch very soon! What's in the works? When was it supposed to launch? Billion years ago. Billion years, 42 years. Um, uh, it was supposed to originally launch, I think only in like 2018. Oh, wait, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Originally, uh, 2010. Um, but that was back in the original drawings and so forth, and things got added and changed, and it was like 2015 and 2018, now it's... Now it's maybe this then maybe this year maybe next year maybe five years from now. But it's it's gotta be really really soon though because the only rocket that's taken up there the Ariane five I think it is it's being retired so they can't make it anymore. So it's kind of I'm up sorry. against the wall. So what Nazi. is the name of this rocket? The Ariane five. The Arian, oh, yes. Why? It's a French rocket. Yeah, yeah, oh, come ESA on, French. French. You know uh, but what they are like. making a newer rocket and they're dropping the Ariane name completely. Oh, well, that's good because um, history doesn't. Kind of yeah, it's not, it's not spelled A R Y. No, it's A R I A. Yeah, well. But you know, to us English speakers, we're like, wait a minute, Jack I don't like a, this. Jack says a Roosevelt administration original launch date. <laughs> so the Roosevelt administration has a great history with uh, science in this what country, starting with the endless frontier with uh, Vanny Berbersch. Uh, so, that's a different episode. <laughs> I was just saying, it's for our son. Uh, why don't we Why don't we just kind of talk about there it? Let's we'll bring, we'll bring it home. Let's bring it back home, home, and then we'll and then we'll hang over. Yeah, because then so, we'll put this away. So, so you'll typically hear that the sun is about an average star, right? Is that actually right? Yeah, medium of the row, middle of the row star. But you know, well, kind of, yeah. kind of. But you know, yeah. I was thinking about that um, the other day, and um, it's all right. So the sun is in, in here he said it's more massive than three-fourths of all stars but it's actually more massive than roughly 90 percent of the stars yeah uh that are out there so is it really an average star? yeah but we call it average because it's like in the middle of the pack in the main sequence uh uh-huh. that you could be smaller could be bigger but it's about right there but it just so happens that most of them um are far below or lower in that main sequence stage yeah so it's just kind of funny the way it's phrased like yes it's about average in the sense that it could be much bigger, it could be much smaller, but mm-hmm. it evens out in the middle there. Yeah. But most stars are significantly less massive than our wonderful sun. Yeah, well, I mean, I take it as it's being in that, you know, in between small and big. So it's mm-hmm. middle of the road. I mean, I'm fine with that. 
Okay, being mediocre? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's really cool? Thinking about... Um, this just popped in my head, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, our son, at, at the end of his life, in about, let's say, five billion years from now. Yes. Um, if there's an astronomer somewhere who somewhere. is conduct who is constructing... Well, you know, the James Webb would just launched right in. So, there'll be at least one obstacle. Why are you going to jinx it, I can't jinx it any more than what he has to jinx. It never launch. So, uh, an astronomer five billion years from now mm-hmm. is um, constructing their version of the HR diagram. Just saying, all the all the O stars, gone. All the blue stars, all the B stars, gone. They, they would have lived their lives and, I mean, those are going to be exceedingly rare. Wait, 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 rare. when are we? We're talking five billion years. Oh, now. five billion years. But wouldn't you have more newer O stars and B stars? No, I mean, the, the rate of uh, stellar... Um, Formation. Formation. Construction was what was in my head. <laughs> and you know, workers building stars. Hitchhiker's Guide. Um, go ahead. Uh, so I'm going to go off on a small tangent so you can continue. Okay. And so, I mean, the uh, stellar formation, rate of stellar formation is, mm-hmm. is going down. I mean, gas is being used up. Well, yeah, okay. Gas and, is not and so, uh, limitless unless you're our dog, Leia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, you know... We're gonna get. Uh, we're what about ga- monsters. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we're gonna get to a point where the sun is gonna be at the top of the HR diagram. You know, sun type stars are gonna be at the top wow. of the HR diagram. The HR diagram is just slowly disappearing from the top left down to the bottom right. But more That's stars will sad. come and be the bottom. They'll come and feed the bottom, yeah, and, and you'll get a few that uh-huh. populate in the upper regions. Now, now there are generations of stars, right? You have the, the first generation, the next generation, next generation, then you have the discovery Voyager. generation. Um, Space Nine. <laughs> Excuse me, let's get things. Oh, but what, 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 what generation is the sun? I was asking you. Oh, know. Uh, shit, we no, did talk about type this. Type one, right? Yeah, because type three was the first, the first generation of stars. Okay. So what are the generations after us? What would they be called? I assume you knew. Millennials. It looks like it's just going to keep sliding down. <laughs> so. Um, 60, uh, 42. Generation 42. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, there will come a time when new stars are no longer being formed. And, you know, entropy can't be reversed. And it'll be that. Yeah. There'll just be one lonely. Eventually, there'll be one lonely hydrogen atom hanging out before that. Um, one lonely hydrogen IB. I'm sorry, Beastie Boys popped in my head. <laughs> one lonely Beastie IB. Okay, what was your tangent that you're going to go so on? So, my tangent is that it reminded me of a short story. <laughs> um, by story time. Story time by uh, Isaac Asimov called The Last Question. Um, this kind of jumps through time, but inevitably has some people asking the computer, you know, how can entropy be reversed? And the computer goes, there's insufficient data for an answer. Oh, okay, whatever. And they drop the question. They come up again a couple hundred years. Same question. You know, how can mm-hmm. it be reversed? There's insufficient data. And it goes through this until like the end of the time. And these last scientists, they're like on the last cusp of trying to survive because all the stars have gone out. You know, the, the hydrogen's all worn out. So they're trying to figure out how can we reverse, reverse this entropy so we can all survive. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's just a really cool short story explaining amazing. entropy. Well, if I give you that, I'll spoil you this 50-year-old short story. There is an answer. It starts over again with the Big Bang. Because the computer figures, figures it out, how to reverse entropy. When, and it begins a whole new Big Bang. But when they die, then? Because there's a new Big yes, Bang? Yes, they do die. But at that point, it's like a couple billion years in the future. So they're just like energetic beings. There's beings of wisps of energy, basically. So like in so the next-gen episode where there's the energy beings that... Yeah. Um, and also like in Lower Decks, when there's an energy being and they just capture it and make them give them new stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a there's an equation that describes it. Oh. Delta S is greater than zero. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Thermodynamics. Uh, What's the shape of delta? Oh, the triangle. Change. Yeah. Change. Yeah. Change. Um, yeah. So basically, it says that. Um, uh, yeah. That uh, the universe is going to go from an orderly to a disorderly state. And so if I had known about that equation when I was a kid, my mom would have said, clean your room. And I'd be like, I can't. I can't. Physics. Physics, mom. Delta S greater than zero. That's a, that would be a cool tattoo. And just walk away. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a cool tattoo. I do, okay. I do need a Utah tattoo. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's such a small formula, right? I mean, yeah. it's, um, but it has huge implications. Like, um, the, um, Universe goes from an orderly state to a disorderly state. And so right after the Big Bang, all the forces of the universe were unified. That wait, is the orderly wait, state. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So all these forces in the Earth, they all came together in one giant Voltron galactic entity? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's you know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's the smallest equations that carry the greatest weight. Drink! Well, um, so we've gone down that rabbit hole of various references here and there. Uh, so we were talking about the different types of stars overall. And I think we kind of, we went through the HR diagram. Mm -hmm. We talked about the, um, the, the, what was the phrase? I thought we forgot. Hydrostatic equilibrium? No, 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 no. Not the OB Prime girl. Only, Only bad, bad astronomers. Kill, find, kill, find galactic killer Martians. That's the one. <laughs> Talking. Or or old bats and fat ghosts uh, uh, kill, monsters. kill monsters. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we talked about the extremes on both sides, whether it's the smallest to the biggest. Uh, we talked a little bit about what happens at the end of them, at, at the end of like the, the Fred Giants and everything. Did we talk about that much? No. We didn't. No. We, we that's a all. different podcast. Yeah. That's a, that's a much different podcast. The end of it all. Uh-huh. The end of all things. I'm glad to be with you here, Golem. Here at the end of all things. Uh, and that's how you know we're late in the podcast when these references start <sighs> zipping out. And because uh, Jax thinks we need another drink, uh, way back then, uh, I'm assuming he means like Big Bang time, uh, Yoda and Palpatine were besties. Right. So with that, um, clearly we'll be hungover very soon. So I think... <laughs> Uh, we should go ahead and wrap up this episode. Yep. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, let's go with Liz first, then go to my. Uh, my clothing. <laughs> Your clothing looks fantastic. <laughs> my clo closing thoughts. <sighs> Stars are awesome. Stars are awesome. Stars are awesome. Mike? Go out and look at them. And Delta S is greater than zero. So no need to clean your room. <laughs> it's pointless. Yeah, yep. we don't make our bed because why? We're just going to get in it. Yeah, just because there's no point. Why Delta the energy? S is greater than zero. It looks more comfy when it's messy anyway. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes it can be too messy and looks uncomfortable. It can be too messy. It can be. No, like, like so th- this is a uh, hangover anyway. topic of how yeah. messy is too messy for beds. Okay. Uh, my bed's made at the moment. I'll have you know. <laughs> so go ahead and join us up next. That'll be on YouTube for you podcast listeners. Um, if not, you know, thanks for joining. Mm-hmm. Have yourselves a great day and uh, be safe, please. Delta S is greater than zero. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>